Hi everyone, and welcome to Adventures on the Road podcast, proudly brought to you by Overedger Outdoors, a great new product for those enjoying the camping lifestyle. More of this product next episode, the 1st of July, where we will have a special offer for our listeners. Well, we are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's been a very trying time for all involved in the tourism industry. With no one allowed to travel, many businesses have gone through a long period of zero income. We have even missed out on our annual trip to state caravanning camping shows, where we do our research on where to travel to next and what's new in the way of vans and equipment. We all know it's going to be a while before we can travel overseas, so now is a good time to do as much domestic travel as we can. Visit places we have not been to before, and maybe some of our favourite places along the way. Now more than ever, it is time to travel, shop and support as many businesses in our local regions and state. If you are having trouble with where to go, I suggest you visit your state's Caravanning Association's website for some ideas. Also check out the website of regional tourism groups. And some of the park chains have some great information on their websites as well, like Family Parks, Big Four, Cooey, Discovery Parks and Holiday Parks Down Under. Or you can also listen to some of our previous episodes to get some ideas of places to visit. I do highly recommend that you plan your trip at the moment and phone ahead and book your accommodation stays so you are not disappointed or find that some places may still not be open or are operating under certain restrictions or conditions. We will put some links in the show notes, however it will not be complete as there are so many. Next I have a chat to Peter Homan the CEO of Southern Queensland Country Tourism, with some suggestions on what there is to see and do in the region. So if you're planning a trip to Western Queensland, there is plenty to do along the way. What I'd like to welcome to the podcast, my special guest, Peter Homan, who is the CEO of Southern Queensland Country Tourism. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Shane. How are you? I'm well. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm uh, very pleased to be here. Okay, so let's just, for the benefit of some of our listeners who may not know exactly who or what Southern Country Tourism is, can you give us a brief outline of the organisation? Yeah, sure. Look, we're a regional tourist organisation, uh, and the simple, the simple way of describing us is we're an organisation that here to, we're a private company, but we're here to bring more more people to our region encourage them to, to stay longer and encourage them to spend more money. That's the simple bit. What goes on behind the scenes is uh, is a bit more complex than that. So we get some state funding. We get, also get some support from our local councils. We also get industry who uh, support us as well. So uh, we use that money then to, to market the region. Um, we market drive routes. We market, you know, we do the traditional things or the, the new traditional things like websites, social media, travellers' guides, all those sort of things go to caravan show, caravan and camping shows, other other types of consumer shows like 4x4, uh, which 
which you know very well. So you know both those types of shows incredibly well. Indeed, yes. So that's what we do, and we we give people the right information. We we're, we're looking, we promote all the events. So we have unbelievably great events right throughout the region. They're they're quite diverse in both their um, location and and um, their offering, uh, from food events to flower events to to car enthusiast events. So that's predominantly what we are. Now, the tourism industry in general has, uh, like a lot of other industries, but in particular the tourism industry has been hit hard by the COVID-19 coronavirus. It's basically put the whole world into lockdown. Coming out of it now with restrictions being eased, it's, it's important for us to think about tourism in a slightly perhaps different way to what we have previously. Yeah, yeah. Look, we were coming right into our busiest season, you know, winter here and uh, right when COVID-19, all the restrictions came in. So it was pretty much the, the whole tourist industry hitting a brick wall. So, and now we're coming out of it. But, you know, as you know, we've got so many parts to our industry, you know, we've got accommodation providers, we've got all different types of accommodation providers as well. We've got, you know, motels, hotels, caravan parks. We've got hostels for the backpackers. We've got villas and B&Bs and Airbnbs, and they, they all came under different restrictions. So it's been tough for the industry working out because there's been different restrictions for different parts. How do we deal with it? What are the, the cleaning regimes we need to introduce into our businesses? You know, how do we book people in? Can we take these people? I've got bookings. What am I going to do with them? Do I have to give them a refund? Can I give them a credit? So it's been quite intense for our industry to work out what they can and can't do. And um, now that the restrictions have been lifted, the bookings are just starting to flood in. So we're seeing uh, unprecedented levels of interest in the region. I know it's still only intrastate travel at the moment, but now that the restriction on how far we can travel and that non-essential travel is allowed now. We've seen a huge increase in forward bookings and um, I guess from our point of view, now we've got to manage that into a long tail so that now we can go right through into our traditionally softer period, which is late spring and into summer and and continue to keep that interest going so that uh, we can maybe call some of the things back that we lost uh, during the lockdowns. And and I think it's important too that we, we sort of think locally and radiate out in, in our plans and movements with our travel. I'm based here in Toowoomba and, and sort of the centrepiece for the southern Queensland country area. It, there's a lot to see and do both in just Toowoomba itself and as you move out into the, the broader region, isn't there? Unbelievably so, yeah. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't often go into our own patch enough, do we? You know, we, we're always interested in going somewhere else. And I've had a few of those conversations lately in tourism, we call uh, that market the VFR market. Like, you know, people coming into the region, visiting friends and relatives is the VFR market. But including ourselves, if we if we travel more within the area ourselves and get to know some of the fantastic both man-made assets and, and uh, natural assets in this region, then when our family and friends come, uh, we can go and show them those fantastic places and, and disperse people right throughout the region. And we, we have them in droves, both museums. You know, we have a great, couple of great steam uh, train museums, both one in Toowoomba and one down uh, in the Southern Downs area. You know, we've got some really historic museums out further out west. In the Miles Historical Village, we've got one at Crow's Nest. We've got the, the Pioneer Village at, at Highfields. Um, we've got some really good museums, a Cobb and Co. Museum 
of course, what a beautiful museum that is. And then, of course, we've got all the beautiful natural park, national parks that we can go to and, and all the waterways, you know, Queen Mary Falls. You know, it's some great fishing further out west in the Boulogne River and, and those other rivers out there, the Condamine and, and that too. So we have plenty to go and see and do. And, of course, and we've got the beautiful food that we produce in this region and some of the restaurants that take advantage of that great local produce and then perhaps some really good you know, paddock-to-plate type of offerings. And, uh, and then, of course, we, we produce, mate, and I'm, I know you and I probably need to have another couple of uh, wines one night. but Absolutely. Yeah, we produce some really good wines in this area. And I know, um, you know it wasn't always the case, you know, go back 30 or 40 years, you know, we weren't, Queensland wasn't, you know, well known for its wines, but gee, we produce some really good wines now. It's down around that Granite Belt area and also up around the, the South Burnett. So, um, you know, we have great wine right across the region and what a, what a great way to spend a day, isn't it? Go to a, um, to a cellar door, you know, do, do a few samples, you know, go to a nice restaurant and, as even a lot of the cellar doors even have their own restaurant. Gee, we have plenty to see and do in this area. And, yeah, now I encourage everyone to get out and, and see their own area first before they go anywhere else. Just just sort of touching on wines, because obviously people are going to realise that wine's a very favourite subject of both mine and yours. Uh, <laughs> yes. But, um, I mean, you're right. I mean, the Queensland wines have really come a long way. And I mean, they're recognised extremely well overseas around the world now. So there's some great wines in this region, and I think we should be getting out and enjoying them more, as you said. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And even the variety of wines produced in the area now is, you know, it's much broader than it used to be. And compared to other regions, I think we've got a lot to offer, and I think we just don't don't uh, partake of that enough. And I know when um, I talk to people from interstate, when I'm traveling interstate and I talk to them about the great wines, I have those sort of, they don't know anything about them. So, you know, it's, it's good for us internally here in the region to go and partake of them and then tell all our, our friends and relatives about them. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah. <laughs> you have done that many times before, you know. So. <laughs> oh, that's that's the fun part of life, isn't it? Being put on the it spot. I've just rung you up and said, Pete, what are you doing this weekend? And you said nothing. I said, oh, how about we go for a drive? Just give us a little a little rough itinerary. What, what would you think? Well, straight up, I, I'm thinking we'll go up through Ravensbourne, uh, through the Hampton area, and we go and have a couple of walks around the Ra- – or even a short walk around Ravensbourne, go and have morning tea around at Emerald Restaurant. And then I think we're going to head up to the Bunyas, mate, and we're going to go up there and, and just partake of those beautiful views up there and all the – the beautiful natural wildlife, the, the wallabies that just seem to be in their thousands in the bunions, and they're not scared of humans. You know, it's a great place to take visitors as well, who, especially international visitors who are looking to see Australian local wildlife. And then, you know, we can, we can go, they've got a good whiskey bar there as well. And we might have an afternoon whiskey before we head back. And we come back the back way, back through Dolby and down through that beautiful country down through there before we come back up into Toowoomba. But of course, mate, that's just one of, one of many, many drives we could do in this area uh, for a day trip out of here. You know, we can go down south, go to Queen Mary Falls and maybe even go down to, to Stanthorpe region and, um, you know, 
go to a winery or something or go to go to Sutton's and grab ourselves an apple pie and some apple juice and uh but of course too you know we can buy the local produce down there there's lot, lots of apples and pears at time of year I'm not sure mate whether we've been eating the local pears but they've just been divine lately and there's plenty of them down there and they're reasonably priced because they're coming straight off the farms and that's a good day trip down there too as well and of course you know we can go out to Gundy and Gundy's only a couple of hours away you know beautiful river there and the town is such a pretty little town and then back into um back into St George again beautiful river the Boulogne River and and um all that cotton growing area and the cotton starting the cotton farmers have been planting lately and it's just a delight to actually see something in the ground because you know for years we've we've had drought and didn't have enough uh, water to to put any crops in the ground it's just wonderful i was out west yesterday and it's just wonderful to see them growing again and it just makes such a different landscape when you're looking out of the car and just, it's very pleasing to see and i think there's so much to do in this region you know both for short drives and long drives and um I really, I do love a good museum, mate, too, you know, and I do love the, the steam train museums. And I know as soon as they get they get going, you know, there'll be more more train tours as well, which they've both got on their agendas. And I do love getting on a train and uh, and going down to a winery or something and uh, having a few lines, not having to worry about driving back home. So they're all really good things to do in this region. And, of course, we have great farmers' markets and, uh, we have good shopping, but I know everyone's got good shopping, but there are really the produce in this region is just outstanding. I agree. I think that we tend to forget that if we actually got in our car and, and it's an easy day's travelling around the district in a single day, it's not like you're having to you know, travel hundreds and hundreds of kilometres. It, it's an easy drive. There's so much to see. And as you said, you know, you can come across some local produce and you know you're getting it almost straight out of the ground, so to speak. Mm. And, you know, that, there's just something about that as opposed to, you know, the normal way you'd go about going shopping to get your fruit and veg sort of thing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I love those little, um, you know, on the side of the road, those little timber timber stalls where you can, you know, they've got the honesty box and you just put your money in there. And, and um, you know, there's also the, the plant ones these days as well, not it's not just about uh, fruit and veggies as well. You can also buy some flowers and plants in some of those roadside stalls as well. But, um, yeah, I love doing all that, you know, getting some avocados and some pears and some apples and anything that can... And I guess the other thing is it's, it's always seasonal fruit that's grown on that property right next door. And uh, there's just something about it, isn't there, mate? You know, just going home and then cooking something up that night or the next day, you know, with your, your fresh local produce it, it's very, it's good for the soul, good for the heart, and good for the soul, and and very good for your body as well. And uh, we need that after all the wine that you and I <laughs> go and have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and I mean that's yeah. the point too. You actually, when you go to eat this this produce, you know exactly where it's come from. You were there. Yeah. You all, but you didn't harvest it yourself, but you you may as well have. You've you've got it just directly from the source. Yeah, and that, that's the experience too, mate, isn't it? You know, that, that's exactly. sort of the, part of the whole thing. And when you're cooking, you're, you've got that in the back of your mind. You know, you, you know you're cooking with something fresh and local, but you also, it's the experience of going to get it as well. And, and like you say, even though you didn't pull it out of the ground yourself, you're, you're close enough. You can, you can smell the ground that it was grown in and you can see it. So it all adds to that greater, broader and rounder experience. Now, Obviously, the Southern Queensland Country Tourism has a, a website. There's all sorts of information and ideas on there, isn't there? There is, and uh, and we're building that all the time. In fact, we'll be putting a lot more drive routes on and 
just what we were talking about then, Shane, you know, those sort of trips around the area where you can do a day trip and still have plenty of time to get out and enjoy the local area, whether it be a, a museum or whether it be a national park and go for a walk or even just going to some of those roadside stalls. We need to make sure that we've got some suggested drive itineraries for people so that they can make a choice. Oh, look, that looks good that way. Or do, might do that one this weekend and another one a different weekend. And, you know, wh- what can we offer them if they're fishermen? You know, what can we offer them if they're four-wheel drive enthusiasts? You know, all those sort of things. So we need to, and mountain bike trail riding these days is getting more and more popular. So we need to make sure that we've got all that listed as well. So um, people can make some really informed decisions about what they want to do on the weekends. And I have I have a funny feeling through through my own experience that if people do just do one day trip in the next couple of weeks, they're obviously helping the local economy, they're helping small businesses, but they'll get the bug very easily. Yeah, and they'll rediscover their own area, won't they? You yeah, know, that's, that's exactly. A really good point. You sort of rediscover something, you know, your your old friend almost, isn't it? And yeah, and and just and then you, and then you get more inspired to go to different parts of the region as well and we have so much within a such a short drive really and now's not the time to be going on a on a beach holiday now's the time to be going on a country holiday we have so much to offer don't we we do indeed pete thanks for your time and, and taking time out to have a chat with chat with us here on the podcast thank you so much shane look it's mate that what a great idea what a great initiative that you've got going here and i thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to have a to have a chat with you More than welcome, Pete, and we will have to catch up for that wine very soon. My shout, Shane, my (laughs) shout. (laughs) Good on you, Pete. Bye for now. Thank you so much, mate. Bye, mate. Well, that's it for Season 1 of Adventures on the Road. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed being on the road with us and look forward to bringing you Season 2 starting the 1st of July with a great offer exclusive for our listeners from our new sponsor, Overedger Outdoors. Until then, take care. I'm Shane. Have a safe journey, everyone.